Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises to manufacture here in America. Brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group, with your host, Tim Grady, and his wife. Hey, guys. Hello. How's every uh, How's everyone today? Lou, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, it's a nice uh, sunny day out here. It's not 90. It's only 65 or 70. It's perfect for me. Oh, great weather. Great weather. We are certainly welcoming everybody to Manufacturing Talk Radio today. Glad to have our listeners back with us because we have a very exciting guest today. We've got to share a, a, just a lot of information for the manufacturing sector. Before we get into that, uh, Lou, do you have a postscript from last week's show? I do. I do. Uh, last week we had uh, quite an individual. He's a senior economist and council director. He's a speaker, a writer, magazine writer, white paper writer, and he's the guy who has more the answers than we have questions. And his name is uh, Cliff Waldman of Napalm. And that's uh, the Manufacturing Alliance and innovation, uh, Production and Innovation. Uh, quite the uh, international think tank, uh, financial information gatherer from country to country, and uh, just a terrific conversation. Uh, we talked at uh, almost all levels from uh, global to granular uh, in terms of manufacturing economy. I highly recommend that you listen to our uh, uh, podcast uh, at mfgtalkradio.com and listen to uh, Cliff. He's probably going to become a quarterly regular to catch us up on what's happened in the world in the last 90 days, and I think you'll find him tremendously interesting. So uh, take me up on that. We do have also a, a piece of uh, news that uh, came in uh, off of the AP this morning at 8.30. Uh, the headline is, U.S. companies increasingly look for growth overseas. A uh, very timely article. I won't go into all the details, but you can look it up yourself. Great article, and I think it's going to have a, uh, a lot to do with the, the conversation that we're going to have with our special guest today. And, uh, Tim, I'll let you introduce uh, Natalia. Thanks, Lou. Uh, yes, Natalia Olson is the Mid-Atlantic Regional Administrator for the Small Business Administration. Natalia, how are you today? I'm doing great. It's exciting to be on your show today, Tim. We're excited to have you. Oh, she's all perky. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're kind of fired up today because uh, uh, the Small Business Administration does lots of great stuff. And, and I don't know if it's your experience, it's my experience, that I, I don't hear enough of it. Is that your experience too, Natalia? You, you have a difficulty getting the message out there? It is. And, um, you know, when I was appointed, uh, I was told that uh, SBA was the best kept secret, uh, which is unfortunate because, you know, with the amount of... Um, programs and uh, uh, assistance and loans that we do and just a variety of things we do to help our small business community grow should not be kept a secret. We should spread the word as much as possible, and that's one of the things that we're trying to do, you know, um, by working with folks like yourself to make sure that folks know what we know. Well, that's great. I think uh, some of, of my experience, and it's probably not the norm, and it's probably not reality, but it's, uh, it can be the perception that there's a, an onerous amount of paperwork to successfully achieve an SBA loan. I don't know if that's the reality. Um, but I think there are so many good things that the SBA does. If, Natalia, why don't you uh, hit some of the high points on some of the things the SBA is doing? I know you've got some real current programs out there. We'd love to have our listeners hear them. Absolutely, and thank you for that. Um, and it's true. When we came in in this administration, a lot of things were really still done on paper. Now everything is online, so that paperwork has actually ha you know, has minimalized a lot, and uh, we're making it a lot more efficient. You'd be surprised how quickly we're able to process those loans and those applications, and be able to you know set up uh, meetings much more uh, quickly now than uh, ten years ago. 
Uh, so that in itself is uh, something that we, you know, we really wanted to make it efficient. Just like a business, we have to be efficient in order for us to serve our clients. Um, we, the administrator um, and the president, have been very strong on being able to create like one-stop shops and making sure that all the information goes to one place and that we get um, responses are done uh, more quickly within a certain amount of time. So, you know, again, back to the customer service. We do a variety of, uh, of things um, at the SBA. Our, our main core uh, programs are making sure that uh, businesses have access to capital. So capital is a big one for us. Uh, government contracting is huge. 23% uh, of all small businesses and uh, services and products uh, have to be purchased by the U.S. government. That's about $100 billion with a B of how much we buy from pencils to rockets to providing cleaning services to energy uh, supply. Anything that we do, 23% of that has to go to small businesses. So that's our contracting side. Our counseling side, uh, which is, you know, if you want to start a company, if you want to go ahead and expand, if you want to do an ex uh, acquisition, we help you with those business plans, with the market study, through our small business development centers, through our women business centers, through our veteran business centers, through our SCORE chapters. So that's our big counseling. So we'll counsel anyone from any industry whatsoever who wants to grow, expand, and, and you know, take it a step further. Uh, we also do disaster relief. So if there's a disaster, um, folks, not only businesses, but folks who own homes as well in those disaster areas, we're able to move the financing uh, for them. Uh, that's one of, our, one of our core missions. And we do advocacy as well. So if, the, if there's regulations that are affecting our business community, we want to hear about it. And we, so we have an advocacy section where they, we're looking at uh, how policies should be created and which ones are actually not working as well. Um, so being the voice of, of the small business. Uh, within that and, and within the context of your show, uh, we're you know, just really gung-ho on making sure that manufacturing financing programs are in place, that we're working with large corporations just like we're working with government to be able to make the procurement process more efficient as well as figuring out what incentives those large corporations or manufacturers uh, need in order for us to be able to get the small businesses into their supply chain as well, not only here but internationally as well. And, and, and to your point of the article, you know, global markets are growing tremendously. If we can uh, best help our manufacturers here in the U.S. to, to export the best quality to out there. To, there's such a demand. We, it's a win-win situation. Natalia, I have a question for you. Uh, that, was, uh, that was quite a mouthful of all the activities that the SBA does, and I'm impressed that they're working as hard as they are in your area. Uh, I thought I heard or saw somewhere that you have what they call an export express loan that yeah. you can loan money in two days and I'd like to know where I can join up on that loan. Sure, absolutely. Um, so our, actually our, our website is, is very thorough. Uh, it's www.sba.gov. Our export express loans can be used by the companies to develop new or expand in existing overseas markets. Um, we help you, we, you know, that money should, will be used towards translating your website, purchasing real estate, doing those type of trips overseas, um, and discovery trips, you know, figuring out all of that that you need to do. Uh, the express loans go up as high as $500,000 and can be approved in one to two days. Uh, we have a Office of International Trade, and I have a regional manager that manages this region and can actually sit down with you as well as, well as our counselors from our small business development centers and walk you through the process of what you would need in order for us to, to be able to guarantee that, um, that loan. And, and another point, that is our highest guarantee loan, meaning if it was to fail, if the, if the business was to fail, the government is saying we're going to guarantee 90% of that loan. Because the president has, sa has said that we want to go ahead and double our exports of services, so we're trying as much as we can to get up to that, to, to fo for folks to be able to use uh, the export express loans. How long has that been in place, uh, the export loans? A couple of years. Oh. And that was through the initiative of doubling our, it's called a National Export Initiative, mm -hmm. which started about three years ago or so. 
Um, and you know, we're trying to get uh, to work with all the other agencies so the other agencies can also talk to their clients about the ability to come to us and be able to get these because we're the ones who can do this the fastest. And our listeners can find all of this information at www.sba.gov. Yes, and if can they just Google as, you know Export Express Loans SBA, it'll give you straight to the to the website. Terrific, thank you. And I'll give you my information, my contact information, and we're always, you know, we're here to serve the, the client, so we're more than open to do that. And Natalia, I also understand if, I, if you and I had a conversation before the show, that the SBA also provides financing for companies, you know, to lose article about companies looking overseas for exports. Do I have that correct? We, we, the question is, do we do financing for them to go over? Correct. Yes, uh, we do. Uh, that's part of the Export Express uh, loan. But we also gave um, a program that's called a STEP program uh, that Congress approved and recently reapproved, which is uh, financing going towards the different states across the U.S. So they provide matching dollars because a lot of states, in New Jersey is you know, a great state example, um, they would receive uh, you know, like a grant uh, from the federal government, and then they had match it to be able to take trade missions and use the Gold Key Service, for example. The Gold Key Service is the service that our offices of the Department of Commerce, we have offices of the Department of Commerce all over the world in different countries, and they go ahead and set up meetings for you. They go ahead and help you if you're going to create a joint venture, do some research, and put you in touch and, and walk you through that those country that that country and what those countries need. Okay, now we have had uh, the Institute of Supply Management on the show several times, and we were actually out to their show uh, in oh gosh, when was it? Was it April that we were out there? End of April, I believe it was. Right, um, and I see that you have something called the American Supplier Initiative. Can you explain yes. that to our listeners, please? Absolutely. Uh, that's one of my, just I think, one of the best programs that we have developed uh, at the SBA recently. So just like we help gov- uh, countries, I'm mean, sorry, uh, companies um, be able to do business with the government, we are saying we're going to go help uh, companies do business with large corporations. And, um, and within that, um, we have had developed this program called Investing in Manufacturing Com- Communities Partnership. Uh, so it's a new wide uh, administration-wide initiative to accelerate the resurgence of manufacturing and at the same time figure out what are, what are the needs of the large corporations, why can't they find good small businesses, and then within that, how are these small businesses um, talking to the, approaching the large corporations in order for them to be part of their, of their large corporate supply chains. Uh, it turns out um, that... The, you know, if, if a company of such uh, becomes part of these large corporate uh, supply chains, they can grow the revenue by an average of 250% and the workforce by an average of 150%. Because it, it's being able to partner with large corporations, you have stability. You also have a wide global reach. Um, and so this, this program, which we're calling the ASI, the American Supplier Initiative, Includes a, uh, a competitive advantage. Uh, how how are you pitching to potential? So teaching uh, these businesses. How are you pitching to potential clients? We're talking to large CEOs. How how can we um, make sure that we enable a small business to be part of that supply chain? And 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 in in the U.S. we have to realize that it's always good to have that proximity. You know, as we see more manufacturing companies reshoring coming back to the U.S. Um, a lot has to do with being able to have good partnerships with uh, folks on the ground, um, more flexibility from a design perspective. You're right there. You don't have to wait 12 hours in order for you to have a conversation because you're around the world. Um, so that's, that's the main core. How do we help these two become better partners, and what is it that we need to, for them to, to have uh, to be able to do that? I understand from years ago, uh, you had an organization called SCORE, the yeah. Senior Corps of Retired Executives, I believe it is. 
Yeah. Uh, can, can you tell me how that fits in? Because you know there are many different size types of organizations, and the score certainly would be aiding the smaller, maybe the ma and pa, or maybe the medium-sized company in guiding them into new markets, maybe into export, and so on and so forth. Is that, in fact, one of the uh, services that SCORE would perform, where they would actually go into a company and sit and hold the hand and walk people through the process? Absolutely. Our SCORE chapters, and just to, I'm an entrepreneur. I started several companies. They helped me with my second company, and that's why that was successful. Uh, because the SCORE chapters, again, they're part of our resource partners. You know, I mentioned the Small Business Development Centers, the Women Business Centers, the Veteran, veteran Business Centers, and the SCORE chapters. So the SCORE counselors, uh, we assign to whoever. It could be a 100-year-old company. It can be a startup. It can be a shoe company. It can be an IT company. We will assign the best counselor with that, with that uh, experience to you to work through a business plan or an acquisition plan or an export plan. So about a year and a half ago, we developed a tool um, to help the counselors um, provide uh, better information and better business ex export business plan um, uh, ability to, to write it. Uh, we've actually, um, folks, uh, counselors have gone through a um, certification process, uh, international export certification process. So they can help you with, uh, with you know, the business plan, acquisition plan, and they work closely with the small business development centers as well, so either or can help you with that, but their score chapters have really more specific uh, knowledge, and I, I just, I can't applaud what they do. They, you know, they started in Delaware out of DuPont, and they have, we have 14,000, 14,000 score counselors across the country. So if you want to go ahead and start a very specific company, but in your state, we don't have those counselors. We'll connect you to a counselor in Montana, Alaska, or California that has that, that information, that has that, that knowledge and that experience to better help the small business uh, develop their business plan. And the expense to the uh, small business owner to... Absolutely free. Absolutely it's free. All free. It's plus expenses, though, am I correct, or no? Uh, yes. I mean... Um, we provide to the business business owner ha doesn't have to pay anything. Maybe parking when he comes or he or she comes to the business uh, to get counseling. But we try really hard to have it accessible by uh, public transportation. But um, these are free. Um, the small business development centers ha sometimes do a, a very small fee, like a, a workshop training of some sort, but it's minimal. Uh, but the the business counseling for by scores is free, and they volunteer their time. They, these are amazing people who volunteer their time. Um, they're not getting paid. Um, this is something that you know they're giving back to their community, giving back mm -hmm. to the community. That's very good, and I think that's an important uh, service that uh, the small to medium-sized companies should avail themselves to. You, you might just wind up with the president of Apple walking in and helping you out. <laughs> Yes, actually, you'd be surprised how many fascinating people we've met, I've met um, that had just tremendous experience and uh, feel you know want to go ahead and, and contribute and, and be able to help other entrepreneurs get on their feet and, and you know be able to be successful. Uh, Natalia, we often hear a a percentage number. You know, small business is X percent of all business, and I have two really two questions for you that are related. What's the percentage and how is it measured? Is it measured on revenue or number of just number of businesses or employees? What percentage of all business is small business? Sure. Um, we classify small business uh, nationally under 500 employees, so 500 employees or less, or uh, 30 million or so in revenue. So you still be considered a small business if you if you're le if you have less than 500 but make more than 30 million because you have less employees. Mm -hmm. uh, it depends on the state. Sometimes the states, because of their own incentives, they have smaller amounts or big, you know, depending. But nationally, that's 500 employees or less or 30 million in revenue, and that's 94 percent of all businesses in the U.S. So they are the backbone of our country. Um, they're the ones who are just, you know, are growing. Sometimes we 
we think that uh, attracting large corporations is, is the best thing, but you'd be surprised how as we attract and help um, small businesses grow, they, they hire faster, they hire within the community, um, they hire people right there. So they have a tremendous impact, and that's why 94% of America's small businesses are small businesses is, is at the top of our agenda. I can understand why. It's a very large percentage, and it obviously covers. Uh, and do you have any idea what percentage of employees would also be uh, in small businesses? Sure. It's um, a little over 50% of the folks, um, of employees across the country from age of uh, 16 to 60 uh, are, are actually employed by uh, small businesses. Ah, okay. Well, that's, that's great information. Now, you also have a... A manufacturing, a manufacturing financing program. Yeah. Uh, and before we go to commercial break, which we will do shortly, could you give me your your uh, answer on what is the manufacturing financing programs, or what are they? Um, so we are working with uh, venture capital folks, uh, with banks, uh, to be able to see how we can facilitate a faster financing for manufacturers. Uh, for working capital, for equipment, for exporting, and they include programs uh, from loans to tax-exempt uh, bonds and to import-export assistance, uh, like I said, venture capital and exporting, um, as well as, as exporting capital loans. So we are, you know, really uh, pushing big on how do we, how do we make these uh, programs uh, more adaptable for manufacturers to be able to pursue. Okay. And if we're, uh, I think, up to a point in time where we need to take a commercial break, I think now is the time for us to slip out for 60 or 90 seconds, and we'll be right back with uh, Manufacturing Talk Radio. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit axpgold.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at axpgold.com. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. And while you're on the Internet looking around, you might as well look up All Metals and Forge Group, your best source for open die forgings and seamless rolled rings in alloy, carbon, stainless, and tool steel. Nickel, aluminum, titanium, copper, you name it, they can do it. To learn more, simply visit steelforge.com and thank them for supporting this program. That's steelforge.com. And now back to our show. Uh, Natalia, uh, and we're speaking with Natalia Olson, who is the Mid-Atlantic Regional Administrator of the SBA. Um, uh, Natalia, I want to get a feel for a couple of things. In all of the capital that's being provided here, you have a, it looks like a number of different programs, uh, a lot of it having to do with expansion. So let me ask you uh, the $64 million question. How is expansion going in this recovery? Do you see it growing very rapidly, or are we still kind of in a slow growth mode as we come out of the Great Recession? Oh, thank you for that question. We have actually have had record years the last few years, uh, record years in the last three years of, you know, of our existence as SBA. So that goes to show that folks 
are, you know, are being cautious and uh, but are, are still out there uh, financing and looking to expand. Uh, you know, we see a pickup in the market. We see banks uh, stepping up to um, do more financing using our products, of course. Um, so we, we're seeing that there's a lot of uh, there's there is growth. It's it's real, it's conservative. We're, we're all you know we're affected by the recession, um, but you know we've we've seen three years of record growth in our in our in our loans. So um, it's a good thing, and, uh, you know also because we were guaranteeing a lot of these loans and because um, we were you know out there making sure that we we had the small business back backing for them. Um, you know, there's there's great programs that a lot of people don't know. For example, a tax exempt bond. Um, so the tax exempt industrial revenue bonds can be an attractive financing option for small manufacturers who are looking to expand operations. Uh, these are typically used for expansion projects that need need machinery and equipment, and uh, we help them understand that. We help them see how they can actually be able to get these bonds. Um, and you know, we not only ourselves do we do loans, but the U.S. Department of Agriculture, where we work closely with them because they also have not only loan programs but grant programs for to small for small manufacturers uh, that are out there in rural areas or you know areas that that need um, agriculture development and so on. And to tell you the bonds themselves, who actually issues them and who sells them? Uh, so the bonds are actually uh, done through the state, um, okay. depending on what what are the project, um, and depending on the venture capital community. Uh, sometimes there's certain um, structures to the bonds in, in case of financing or invest or investment. Uh, there's a variety within that um, conversation that we can walk the business through. You know, and, and especially for example in the construction area, we talk about your larger construction projects with the state or the city or the county. Um, does you know they're able to to help with the financing? We are able to like figure out how the the company can actually um, be able to receive those. And okay, Natalia, I'd like to go back a couple of steps. Uh, you were talking before about uh, you've had record years the last three years, uh, mm -hmm. the stronger years since the Great Recession. Um, what kind of increase, percentage increase, has small business come back into the market compared to where it was in 08 or at the end of 08 when, you know, the, the everybody hit the bottom? Well, we've seen not – it's not completely back to the numbers of 2005 mm -hmm. yet, but, um, but we see a trend, a growth trend of coming back into the market. Um, I don't have that number. You know, I, what I hear in the last um, six months or, or so, just based on our loans and our and our programs, uh, demand for them, you know, back to 30, 40 percent, uh, in a sense of okay, there's there's a growth the last couple of that it's it's steadily growing. Um, we well, how we define as well um, our counting, for example. If a company receives between you know five and ten hours of our counseling, we've seen a, the success rate um, a lot a, a higher success rate uh, because folks are, are realizing you know what I, I might have done some things that I, that I didn't know what I really was doing or why I didn't have the right counseling and they realize well there is actually free help out there of folks who do have knowledge to help me better plan for any other type of you know economic downturn downturns um, so we've seen a, you know a higher demand for our services as, as especially because people realize that you know they had to plan a little bit better did you have any feel uh, Natalia for uh, all of the applicants that you have what percentage of the loans actually get funded of, of folks who who come for us for 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 some kind of funding, yeah, some kind of some kind of loan, yeah. Also, any type of loan. Um, you know, we're still conserv we're still conservative. Um, we still, you know, the the government is. Uh, we have to we have to make sure that the, that we, uh, as a government entity, uh, do our due diligence. Um, so, when it comes to, we actually pretty we and we have a, a pretty low, um, uh, rate of 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 of, of 
of um, failure as far as our loans are concerned. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's good to know. We finance about, you know, 70, 80% of our of the folks who go through our process, who, who you know, work with us um, doing their business plan and, you know, do their cross their T's and, and they're able to, to clean up, you know, their, their plans and, and, and provide as they grow, as they, as they figure out how to do the paperwork and everything. It's, it's pretty high. We will finance a, a big percentage of, our, of the folks looking for, for financing because we also have to understand we finance between $1,000 and $5 million. So oh. we have a range of loans. They can be for a micro loan, um, for you know a credit uh, line. Uh, it could be a you know purchase of a of a of a, of a, manu- a small manufacturing plant or purchase of an office up to five million. Sometimes we've done a little bit more than that. So it is a wide range of all the type of lending um, you know amounts that we've done. Mm-hmm. Just to step away from the financing aspect of uh, the SBA activities, talking about uh, export, um, export is, is seemingly to most people a complex process. A lot of people don't understand it. They don't know how to reach out there. They're afraid to reach out there. There's language barriers and so on and so forth. Is it the SBA or the Trade Commission or the um, Department of Commerce itself that would help in training people to be able to do business there, hooking them up with uh, representatives, agents, and so on overseas to facilitate an expansion of their business? Sure. They're called the U.S. Export Assistance Program, uh, uh, sorry, Centers, USIAC. And so there's one in every state, and sometimes a couple more in every state. Um, their job is to be able to uh, protect and help the company in the country, figuring out who to meet with, what are the regulations from the country, what are the trade barriers, what, what are the things that they need to do in order for them to either export or services, you know, what type of visas they need, what, what are the, 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 the trade uh, agreements that we have. Um, you know, we're lucky to have the free trade agreements. Uh, so with countries that we have free trade agreements with, it's a lot easier. Uh, so we, we have an agreement on what, with, what the tra- with, with practically no, very low non-taxes, uh, uh, import or export taxes applied. Uh, so that's the Department of Commerce in those different countries through um, the Department of Commerce's offices. Now we work with the USIAC, which is a joint program between the Department of Commerce and the SBA. Our SBA counselors will help you with the business plan, will help you understand what type of capital you need in order for you to translate your website, translate your materials, um, start you know, kind of developing your, your global um, perspective, uh, figuring out for you, putting you in touch with our XM bank, for example. Um, so if you want to go ahead and sell widgets uh, to, say, Colombia or Brazil, and um, you've established, you know, that there's a demand for it, the business was buying the, your product from that country, um, you know, we've, we've vetted them. Uh, that's why the Department of Commerce and that embassy in Colombia will do their due diligence, making sure that that company is a viable partner. Um, what happens next? If the company needs financing, if the company in Colombia, for example, needs financing in order for them to buy our product, the Exxon Bank comes in and they can help fi- help them with the financing, so they can help our so they can buy our product. So we, you know, we've created a cycle where we're, we're making sure that that company can buy our product, and we also provide insurance through our overseas private investment corporation, which is our OPEC. Uh, another institution that helps with that. So we can we can assure you, making sure that the company gets paid and, and everything goes through. It, it is. I grew up in different countries around the world, so sometimes I think for me it's, <laughs> it's a lot easier. I speak all these languages, but but we need to. But I know that we need to handhold a lot of folks because of the language barriers, because of the lack of understanding of cultural differences and, and different traditions of doing things. Could so we'll you, want to do that. Could you give me uh, us? the listeners, 
the email address to get in touch with uh, those services? Absolutely. Um, my manager for uh, for exported exporting is uh, William. So it's W I L L I A M dot H O U C K at S B A dot G O V. Uh, he's my regional manager for exporting. Um, we also can, you also can go to the website uh, SBA uh, backslash exporting um, for export related, and there is also there um, you know an email address where you can ask questions. There's frequent ask questions, and you can always reach out to me. My name is Natalia N A T A L I A dot O L S O N at SBA dot G O V. Oh, that's great, Natalia. Now, I'm fascinated with not just SCORE, but the SBA's entrepreneurial development. You talked about a lot of different centers and a lot of different segments of the market that you help. Can you go over those again for our listeners? Absolutely. Um, for the resources that we provide as far as counseling is concerned, we have the small business development centers. They're usually housed in the universities. Um, we have the women business centers. You know, some of our women business centers provide um, services like babysitting because we know that you know women tend to have you know, be able to take care of the children and trying to start a company can be tough. We have our veteran business centers. So we through there we have our booth to business. We have a lot of folks coming back um, from our conflicts and uh, abroad and. We're, we need to equip them to be able to for them to start companies. You know, one in every ten veterans actually start companies that are very successful. So um, we have really strong. Our veteran program is key, um, and we have our score chapters, uh, which are the uh, retired executives um, who are. There's about 14,000 of them across the country, and we connect them with you in order for you to develop your business plan. Um, and uh, the USIAC which is the U.S. Export Assistance Centers. They help you with, with the joint program to help with exporting and helping our small business be able to expand abroad. And, and just because I, I was looking at the webpage, uh, sba.gov, and it's about SBA, what we do, and there's a listing of access to capital, entrepreneurial development, government contracting, and advocacy on that page, um, just an interesting thought. I didn't see that many of those links were, were clickable, so I don't know, I guess, as an end user where I go to get more information. Um, is there anyone who uh, they, the listeners can talk to if they're on this page? Is there a contact us or someplace next they can go? Sure. Um, it's, I'm sorry to say it's not clickable. If you go to the services on the right-hand side, um, well, again, they can, you know, they can email me anytime. If okay. To, you know, like I said, um, there is a free, there are, there is a, um, a call. If you go to your state, for example, in New Jersey, and you click on the New Jersey District Office of the SBA, you go SBA New Jersey. That New Jersey, so each state New Jersey has two, actually, district offices. So the state is divided. It has two offices for the north and one for the south. Um, and there in that district page uh, is the contact information of the office, uh, the district director's contact information, and all the different um, folks in that office, from the lenders, relations people, for contracting people, and our economic development specialists. So if you, if you click on that, that's, I recommend for folks. So it's more locally um uh, local-based services because mm -hmm. you know how that state works and what what are the incentives, the joint you know programs that you might have with the state. So I recommend going to SBA and then the state that you're that you're living in. Okay, okay, Lou, Natalia, I might uh, mention to you that uh, I've availed myself of some of the services that you're talking about. And about a year ago, a year and a half ago, I did go to one of the. Uh, conferences that happened to be held in Atlantic City, uh, talking about export and so on, and uh, uh, primarily about uh, South America. And we, uh, as a manufacturing manufacturer coming out of the Great Recession along with everybody else, we were certainly affected. 
I was looking to be able to expand our business more, but I found that the U.S. market was not expandable at that point, and uh, we decided that uh, we've got to go uh, offshore. And uh, they helped us in, in, in the, at the, the conference and with a lot of information that we were uh, able about eight, nine months ago to uh, open a sales operation in South America. And uh, I might add it's uh, making a significant difference to our uh, overall uh, sales revenues, uh, both from a activity standpoint, profitability, and so on. So I, I owe that to uh, the, the departments involved, and I thought they were extremely helpful. The information is very accurate. I strongly recommend anybody who was perhaps in my, the position that I was in a year ago that you really should be taking uh, avail yourself of the services, many of which are free uh, from the SBA. Uh, terrific group of people, and uh, I applaud you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I go around my region, and I, because I speak several languages, I go to other regions as well, talking about this. Every company that has gone and used their services to go abroad, especially during the recession, because we were going at what 1.2% versus emerging markets were going between 8 and 10%. They're building roads and highways. They're, the dem their demographics is a young demographic. They want very much to be like the West, so they want West, you know, producing American, you know, good quality products that we produce, especially in the forging area. You know, when it comes to, to high risk, uh, and we actually produce the, the highest quality, most, you know, secure uh, products that, that they are more than willing to pay the higher price for, which is very important to know. Um, but I think companies like really go in, the in two or three years for literally 30 or 40 percent of the revenue coming from 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 um, from international markets, that they were able to survive the recession, survive the recession by being able to, to just look at a two other two other two three other markets that you know that actually were able to pay and, and using our services in order for us to, to make sure that there was a secure um, way of, of doing it. So it's it's tremendous the amount of opportunities. And one thing I just I'd love to say is we have spent so much time around the world defending and making sure we spread democracy in our way of life that it's time that we actually, you know, get, you know, take advantage of that. And, and, and these countries that we've helped with in every way possible to make sure that we're the ones um, supplying them with the best products and not other countries, you know, that they're taking advantage of all the work and life that we have put through to make those countries free. Um, free to make choices, free to make choices to buy our products. So, so you're suggesting that we expand capitalism, not so much democracy. Capitalism, <laughs> 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 absolutely. That may be well, work. Very yeah. important for us to have you know, <laughs> strong capitalism. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I think that works. Uh, just, just for all of our listeners, because the SBA has got a terrific website at www.sba.gov. Uh, and on their uh, on their toolbar, they have uh, SBA location. They actually have about SBA, and there's a drop down that says SBA locations, and that's where the, you can find your district offices listing. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a terrific place to tell you. I really appreciate you bringing that up because a lot of small businesses just don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And I think the phone call to the district office, uh, if they're as skilled as you are, would be a terrific place to start. Oh, absolutely, and I'm looking at the New Jersey um, SBA district office right now, and um, there's, you know, Alfred Titone is the district director, and we have an office directory of all the folks in that office, and, you know, you can call them, email them, and call the office directly. And I think uh, in our experience, all of the people in all of these offices are extremely helpful and knowledgeable about the programs, and uh, also willing to meet with you face-to-face -face so that they can walk through uh, what they offer. So I think that's, uh, that's a great big help for all of our listeners who are trying to expand their businesses or improve their businesses. Uh, any small business in America that's looking to go in that direction, I would certainly encourage you to look at the SBA not just as a lending source, 
that has a knowledge base that you can tap into. Anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners, uh, Natalia? We've got about five minutes before we wrap up the show, and, and you've been very helpful. Uh, love to hear anything that you've got to say uh, about the SBA helping manufacturers in America. Sure. Um, we have a you know we work really closely with venture capital community um, and investments, which we have a program called the Small Business in, um, Investment Corporations. That's how you know that's how Silicon Valley got started. Uh, we were able to, to help uh, certain venture capital investors be able to make investments that they usually wouldn't have done, taking the risk. Um, so we're really working closely on how do we get the early-stage high-tech manufacturers um, who are having difficulty finding the right venture capital sources. We try to tie that into our SBIC programs because we actually help, we, we, we fund the SBICs, these venture capital firms, for them to invest in, in companies that are disruptive, that are thinking outside the box, that are just the, the, you know, the, the type of manufacturers that are thinking, where does 3D, 3D printing work? How do we uh, figure out better forging capabilities? How do we, you know, they're, they're thinking big time, and, and, um, and they're small businesses, but they have big ideas. So our venture capital uh, programs are something to watch out for. Uh, we, we also... Um, uh, announced a program to give grants to accelerators, so accelerators mm. and incubators. Um, so we're very keen on making sure that the startup community um, it has the it has the tools to innovate, to, to make sure that our country stays competitive, um, because that's what makes America so great is our you know ability to innovate and 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 produce and discover. Uh, so that's something that, that our administrator and our president actually just is really keen on making sure that those entrepreneurs have those resources. Uh, and I'm happy to send you all that information. Oh, great. Love to have it. Natalia, uh, we just received an, an email from one of our listeners, uh, Bob from Chicago, who asked, uh, and we didn't get on this topic at all, and I don't know if it's uh, suited, suited to discuss, but... Uh, he was talking about, uh, well, what happens to all of us gray hairs that are looking to get out of our manufacturing businesses? Does the SBA have any assistance in terms of succession planning? We do. We do a lot of succession pl uh, planning. Uh, we actually even have a program called the Encore program uh, for folks over 50 who are looking for that second career uh, and want to either start a company or want to go ahead and, you know, uh, figure out a new services that they want to provide. So it's called Encore, E-N-C-O-R-E, -E. um, and it's focused on, we're working with AARP uh, to bring that information um, to, uh, to, to, that, to that community because we realize that not only do folks in, in that age bracket have tremendous potential and experience, that literally those folks starting those second, we've seen them the last few years, have a really hard, large success rate. Uh, they've done the, you know, the stupid things already. They, they know how. They, they <laughs> have, uh, they, they have experience. So we are uh, banking. Our, our previous administrator was big on our encore program, and we started the program about two years ago. So if you can go to SBA encore E N C O R E, we can provide a lot of good information there for him as well. Jesus, is there anything that the SBA doesn't do? How about? How about taking care of the government debt and uh, all, all those other issues and the, uh, the gentlemen that hang out at the Capitol, maybe we can get them uh, uh, to agree with one another more frequently. And I'm not expecting you to answer any of my comments. No, no, but you know what? We might, we're a big, uh, we're a small agency. We're very tiny, but we're the only agency with business as part of our name. If I'm not mistaken, you're one of the only uh, agencies that actually generate a profit. We do. Yep. Yeah, we do. We actually, you know, we're, we're very efficient. Um, and, again, it's, it's with that entrepreneurial mind in place that we're always trying to think of ways that um, how do we become more efficient and revenue neutral and, and not be able to, to cost, you know, um, have it be any burden to the taxpayers but make them successful. Well, Natalia, I feel like we've just scratched the surface of this topic, and I would like to suggest that in a couple of months down the road, we swing back and have you on as a guest again. 
I think there's a lot more to be talked about. I know that, uh, Lou, you've got a couple of comments before we wrap up here, but Natalia, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. You brought a terrific amount of information. As I say, I, I think it's just the icing on the cake, and we haven't even gotten to the cake yet. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. So uh, just sign up, and you've now become an indentured servant to Manufacturing Talk Radio. <laughs> Not a problem. It's been my pleasure. And I, I thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking to you uh, more, I'm sure. Uh, in the meantime, uh, just a couple of notes uh, regarding the show. Uh, next week, uh, we are going to be having Brad Holton, who's the committee chair for the Institute of Supply Management, the ISM. He'll be giving meaning and analysis to the next uh, report that comes out at the beginning of uh, August for July. And I'm betting right now that that number goes up, Brad. So if you're listening, make sure it happens. Uh, also, within the next uh, couple of hours, uh, I'm getting a, a signal in one hour. We are going to have this show up on the uh, on our website, mftalkradio.com. For those of you who didn't listen to the entire show, I, I suggest that you do. It's fascinating, lots of information, and uh, it's... Uh, it's been a terrific uh, interview. So, again, Natalia, thank you very much. And, Tim, back to you. Yes, Natalia, thank you. And we will certainly look forward to you coming back as a guest on the show. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I appreciate the time with you. Oh, it was terrific. And that kind of wraps us up for Manufacturing Talk Radio today. Uh, we have got, uh, again, I just want to give out Natalia's information. She is the, uh, with the, Small Business Administration, the Mid-Atlantic Regional Administrator. Uh, and Natalia, could you give people your, uh, I think it's natalia.olson at sba.gov, is that correct? That's perfect, that's correct. Okay, great. So if you need to send her an email, she'll be happy to hear from you. And by the way, if you happen to be from another region, if you're from uh, California or Oregon or Idaho or Texas, uh, I'm sure that she can route it to the appropriate person for you to get the answer you're looking for. Terrific. I'm sorry, go ahead, Italia. No, absolutely. We have 10 regional administrators around the country, and so they, I can put them in touch with each one of them. Oh, that's great. Great help. Again, thank you for being our guest, and that wraps us up for Manufacturing Talk Radio today. Lou, pleasure to have, have a chance to chat with you again. Hear you next week. Radio, the only show that talks and looks at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises to manufacture here in America. With your hosts, Tim Grady and Lou White. Brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.